I'm Stu Whiffin. And I'm Adam Richardson. And not only are we the editors of Pod Bible Magazine, we're also your hosts for the Pod Bible Podcast. The podcast podcast where podcasters talk to podcasters about podcasts and podcasting. It doesn't get more meta than that, right? Hello and welcome to Pod Bible Podcast, episode 36. I hope you're all doing well. My name's Stu Whiffin, and alongside Scroobius Pip and Adam Richardson, we are the presenters of the Pop Bible Podcast, and also the editors of the magazine. And before we get on with today's episode, I'm just going to give you a little nudge in case you missed last week's episode. So if you did, you missed Jamie East talking about the Daft Doris. You missed some recommendations from Kate Hutchinson from The Last Bohemians and from the super ace Brett Goldstein from Films to be Buried With, both of which were recorded live at one of our recent launch events at King's Place. Speaking of which, we've just released another new magazine. Issue 8 is out now. So if you want to read that, you can head over to podbiblemag.com and read it online. And if you wish to have a nice glossy copy sent to your front door for the price of a stamp and an envelope, we'll happily post you one out. That magazine is full of some great podcasters. You will see content from Drunk Women Solving Crime, Sarah Pascoe, Joe Lysett, etc., etc., etc. Okay, today's episode. Let's get our first guest on. Telling us all about their podcast is the wonderful Kalichi Okafor. Right, we are here with Kalechi from Say Your Mind. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank good. you for having me. That's okay. Thanks very much for joining us. Yeah. Uh, so to start off with, it's very simple. We just want to ask you about your podcast. What is it? How did it come about? What's it about? Um, so my podcast is called officially called Say Your Mind. Mm-hmm. It's got an unofficial title that's really rather vulgar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, You've got to tell us now. Uh, it's called... It's called Suck Your Mum. Yes, yes. <laughs> I've seen that. <laughs> and the, it came about because I'd been going to, you know, being a guest on other people's podcasts and they kept saying, oh, you should start your own. You should do your own podcast. But it just seemed like too much of a commitment mm-hmm. to like record. And they're like, oh, you can record it monthly. But I'm not a menstrual cycle, so it just seemed a bit weird <laughs> to want to record something like monthly in that way. I just thought if I've got something to say, I'd want to say it weekly or something like that. So okay. um, that's when I kind of thought to myself, that's what I'm going to do. And Twitter was like my main place for sharing my thoughts. And then one of my threads got deleted by Twitter. So I thought, okay, I need to move this onto a platform where I have a bit more control yeah. of what happens to the things that I'm saying. So, yeah, I started it there. So I love that. It's it's kind of seeing podcasts as the complete freedom mm-hmm. to to say everything you want to say, yes. whereas more and more on social media, that's either being restricted or you're being greeted by just n- negative people and yeah. negative responses you having your own podcast it gives you your own platform that's your space yes. as such that people are choosing to come and, and yeah. listen I guess and that's it they, there's that choice like you have to actively want to tune in to listen to this it, just yeah. doesn't, it doesn't just come up on your um, page randomly because somebody retweeted it or mm. somebody shared it like you have to choose to go and listen so that just makes it instantly feel nicer whereas sometimes you write things on social media and the nuance is lost because 
it's happening within a context of a conversation, I guess, and people just come and, yeah, mm. it just it just doesn't feel the same, whereas this is uninterrupted and you can just kind of get your thoughts out there. Brilliant. And what's the format of the podcast? How does it actually work? So it's just me. Me. It's a a solo kind of ordeal. And I I didn't know that it was such a big deal because, I mean, I know that in terms of listening to other people's podcasts, there'd be two or three people, you know, talking, sometimes five, which I just think is (laughs) random. But um, (laughs) I didn't know it was such a big deal to do it solo. But to me, it would have to be solo because... That's the kind of way that I am. I have guests in now and then. And this year I've had like Daniel Kaluuya and Jodie Turner-Smith and Brian Stevenson, um, who managed to get 140 people off the death row um, wow. sentence. Um, wow. And there's, there's a film, Just Mercy. That's Just out, Mercy out yeah, now, isn't it? It's yeah. an absolutely amazing story it's of what just he did there. Just yeah. going out as essentially non-profit to yes. places where they the law essentially knew that no one would defend these people yes. no one will, would fight them as such yeah. so they could pretty much pick someone a, a, a black person yeah. at random and go they did it yeah and that would kind of be it but yeah and he's an amazing guy he's done he's, such powerful stuff he's incredible um and so to speak with him that kind of gave me even more of a focus and um that this is what I want to do. Like, these are the things that I want to speak about. So it's not a sexy podcast in that sense. Like, it it doesn't feel glamorous. Like, I'm just usually perusing the internet or the news and just looking at things that I don't think are spoken about enough. And I talk about that with lots of swearing. Were you nervous at all having someone like Brian on? Because it's suddenly (laughs) a proper serious thing. Do you know what I mean? It's it's like this, it's not like... Before that, it can all be casual and yeah. it's like, oh, this guy's legit. He's like the real deal. Mm. I felt myself sitting upright the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was a big deal for me because I look up to people like that so much. Yeah. And I remember hearing him on Oprah's Super Soul Conversation yes. um, podcast and listening to that. I just thought to myself, I want to meet this man. Like I want to meet this person. So when I knew that they'd be coming over to the UK to promote the film, it just made sense to mm. want to reach out to them and ask if I could you yeah. know, speak with him. And all the things he had to say, he was just, I guess, because he's in his sixties or something. He's just so much more kind of calm. Like he's seen so much. I'm here like ranting and like screaming my head off, mm. and he's just kind of like you don't have to do that all of the time there are other mm. ways to do this and i just really enjoyed that great love it and you filmed them all for youtube right your episodes is that right In, well yeah the i was filming them initially when i was recording at this guy's studio brent i think so many people go to him so mm. i was recording with him so he'd help me film it as well and i put that out there because one of my um followers and then quite a few after that said they can't listen to the podcast so they'd rather lip read Okay. Right. So they wanted a video right, wow. instead. And I guess the best thing would just be to transcribe the whole thing. Yeah. But um, that's why I initially started filming it. Then I started recording from home once I had um, my son. So then I just stopped recording and uh, um, okay. like making video versions of it. Yeah. yeah. And the idea of transcribing a whole episode. <laughs> it's just that would be awful. <laughs> well, I'm, I mean, that leads on to a nice question. Like, How do you approach each episode? Is it with bullet points or do you just start recording 
and go off? How, <laughs> how planned and structured is it? So um, I have my sections. So Share Your Magnificence, So You Mad and Straw of the Week, a.k.a. Suck Your Mum. And so, it's, <laughs> you know, so I break it down. So th- throughout the week, I'm looking at things that would fit into each section. Right. And then I have like my general notes. And then I also have a, a song that I come up with, like a, a remix of a 90s R&B or hip hop song that I just change the words to and put straws in and ex- other expletives in. <laughs> so I have all of these bits. So I work out the song and work out the different sections. But in terms of what comes to me to say, it just happens there. But sometimes it's usually led by the tarot reading because I really enjoy tarot as well. Mm-hmm. Just mixing in that esoteric, just mixing in things that I just generally don't think there are enough of in like the podcasting landscape or just generally like the social media like type of landscape. I mean, you touch upon a, a, a great thing there and we will move on mm. to your recommendations sh- shortly because it comes up there as well. Mm. But was that important to you to have, to be part of that representation? Cause podcasting for a long time was very much white men mm. talking to other white men <laughs> about <laughs> every, everyone else and, and, and all the problems in the world. And it's been exciting in recent years to see people of colour kind of embracing it as a mm. medium and, and and finding that platform for themselves yeah. rather than just guesting on a white man's podcast <laughs> and so on and so forth. So was that important to you to have that representation? Always. Like representation so important to me in terms of like having the pole dance studio, being an actor, writer, all of these things. The reason I'm there is, yes, I enjoy it, but also if I wasn't there, how many more of us wouldn't be, you know? Mm. So it's just... I really believe that if I've got a voice, I might as well use it for something. And the podcasting thing, for that very reason, I was just so used to seeing white men doing it. I didn't think it was for me. I didn't. I wasn't interested until I saw other like black people, other people of color, doing their own podcasts. Then I realized that oh, you could go and talk about your own stuff as well. Yeah. So I think you have to see it literally to be it. Like you have to see other people doing it to want to do it yourself. And like I said, the subject matter, I know that a lot of the times is heavy because it's current affairs, it's politics, it's just different things. And I guess the easier thing would be to talk about things like relationships and sex that I know that would do well. And I really commend my friends who are doing those sorts of podcasts. But I knew that I had a duty of care to younger black people. Uh, girls that might be coming through one day to know that no somebody did speak about this you're not weird for wanting to speak about this particular subject and a lot of people are in workplaces and they send me things on instagram um direct messages and things saying oh i can't say this at work because i'll get fired or you know something will happen because people just don't want to talk about race racism black womanhood blackness they just don't want to talk about it it's an awkward conversation so having the podcast is their kind of way of living vicariously through me talking about the things that Mm -hmm. they wish they could say in the workplace but they can't and then it's just out there and then they know that oh i'm not mad you know these microaggressions these macroaggressions are real and somebody's talking about it so i can go into work and just continue being sane yeah. So, yeah, I think that's why it really matters. I think it becomes a great tool as well because you can send someone a podcast far easier than bring the subjects up yes. yourself, can you? You can say, oh, listen to this. This is cool. Yes. If, if you wouldn't feel comfortable, even with a workmate, yes. for example, go, oh, this is a really good episode. Yeah. And it might be that stuff that you'd love to say to them yourself, but it feels too risky and yeah. too t- taboo. To talk about, yeah. yeah. Well, that's fantastic. 
Yeah, one final thing. Mm -hmm. Um, If a brand new listener wanted to get into the podcast, what would you recommend? Start at the beginning, latest episode, or have you got one that you think sums you up? I think start at the beginning. Um, Yeah, I think start at the beginning. Christmas songs of Caucasity, I think that one is. Um, And it was just talking about the song, Do They Know It's Christmas Time at All? And just the way that these kind of feel good, Mm. lovely things that we uh, think about and actually have very kind of racist connotations and we don't realise it. And maybe it takes later on for somebody to point it out. So I was talking about those kind of things and it's a great introduction to me. And I try to treat the podcast as if it were a personal journal. Mm. So there are things that happen that if you were to listen to one of the recent episodes, you wouldn't understand really. Mm. So it's good to kind of have that backstory as well. And I just think it brings people closer. I think having all of the things that we have in society, social media and all of these things, it doesn't actually connect us the way that we think it does. So there's a lot of disconnect and having this thing where I've kind of charted my journey over a year or two makes someone feel like, oh, I'm close to this person. Mm. I know what this person has gone through. And then there's just that thing of that kind of linking of humanity. We might have different backgrounds, be of different ethnicities, but there is a human narrative that I guess you can find by following what I've talked about that kind of brings us closer together, I hope. Yeah, that sounds great. Thank you very much. Thank you. There you have it. Thank you very much, Kalichi. Before we get on to our next guest and our recommendations, we're just going to take a quick break. So we see you in a sec. Hello and welcome back. And it's that time again. It's time for a recommendation. So let's get our second guest on. Please welcome Jamie Lang from the Private Parts Podcast. Jamie, can you recommend us a podcast, please? I can. Um, listen, hey, it's 2020, and I feel like people should be really upbeat and really excitable and really fun and all these different things. Um, and I was thinking about this, and I thought I could go down a serious road. But then I thought, do you know what podcast is just really good? And it's in conversational one. It's Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Conan O'Brien is a big American TV chat show host. Um, he's pretty famous. He's one of the funniest people I think I have come across. And I came across him about um, three years ago looking at his YouTube clips that he does. Um, he started a podcast where he chats to different people. And the way he does it, the humor, the kind of camaraderie that he has are just excellent. And not only that, he has this amazing way to do adverts. And that sounds really odd, but adverts are a big thing in, in podcasts, right? People sort of, they're personalized. Mm. He, the way he personalizes his adverts is genius. Uh, so Conan O'Brien needs a friend. Check that podcast out. What's the format of it? It's basically where Conan O'Brien, uh, he has decided that he doesn't really have any friends and all of his friends are his work colleagues. And so he goes out looking for friends. So he interviews lots of different people um, from the likes of Paul Rudd to Michelle Obama. I was going to say, he must have some quite impressive yeah. uh, famous names on his phone. Yeah, his little black book is a lot bigger than mine. I <laughs> he gets some really great guests. But comedians, Bill Burr, who's a genius comedian, yeah. he comes on it. Um, and he sits and he chats to them in a sort of rambling chat about life, about love, about situations. About A lot of it's about comedy. A lot of it's about um, Saturday Night Live, because that's where he started. Conan Brown actually, he, he was a writer for The Simpsons. 
Which that's where he really? started. Yeah, that's where he started. And so it's a lot of and and also what's great about it is that he loves history. He kind of loves that old school sort of comedy world. So the knowledge that you kind of gain from it is really good. It's it's a great great podcast. Any specific episodes that you can remember? Recommend? Uh, I would uh, go for the Bill Burr episode. Uh, Bill okay. Burr is a very very funny comedian. Actually, I was watching his stand up. He has a Netflix show. That's um, amazing. It is it is genius. Yeah. He is so funny. And he comes on the podcast and just in the way he does, he just it's great when you have comedians on because they can just talk and be funny and they just want to entertain. So the Bill Burr episode is a very, very good episode. Conan O'Brien needs a friend, yeah. Lovely. Thank you. Thank you. There you go. Jamie was an absolute joy to spend some time with in the studio, an absolute ball of energy and positivity. Really, really good time was spent in uh, in the ACAR studio with him, and it was a great recommendation as well for, for Conan O'Brien. Okay, it's time for our next guest now. With another recommendation, please welcome Dave Corkery of the Cine Mile. I'm here with Dave from Cine Mile. Hello, Dave. Hello, Adam. How are you? Good, good. I'm very excited because I would like to hear about a podcast that you'd like to recommend for our listeners. All right, Adam, I'm also excited because I became kind of obsessed with this podcast for about a week. Okay. Not that it, it only, uh, <laughs> my obsession didn't last for longer than that, but that's as long as it took me to consume it because there's not a whole lot of episodes, but my God, they pack a lot of quality in. It's called Finding Drago. It's an... Um, Australian podcast right. uh, produced by the ABC, who are the uh, the public broadcasters over there. Um, it's hosted by two guys called Alexi Toliopoulos and Cameron James. Alexi is a filmmaker and Cameron is his uh, uh, comedian friend. Uh, so the two of them are old, old friends. And it's, it's a fascinating podcast. I've never heard anything like it. It's essentially inspired by the search for a mysterious author called Todd Noy, who in 1989, I believe it was, wrote a an unofficial companion book to Rocky IV, the, the movie uh, with Sylvester Stallone and Dolph Lundgren. Okay. And it's about Dolph Lundgren's character, Ivan Drago. And it's called Drago on Mountains We Stand. So Alexi, our host, was uh, is a big fan of Rocky Four, as I am myself. So I was already engaged with this podcast idea. He was like on Wikipedia one day. He says he loves to go on Wikipedia, and then he came across in the Wikipedia entry for for Rocky Four. There was a little section which just mentioned Todd Noy's book Drago on Mountains We Stand, the story of Ivan Drago after his defeat at the hands of Rocky Balboa. And uh, there was a line which struck him, which was the book is affectionately referred to as Noy's final masterpiece. And obviously he didn't know who, never heard of this book. Who's Todd Noy? None of us have ever heard of it. So he he manages to get his hand on a copy of this book. And that's where the mystery sort of really gets interesting because the bio in the book for Todd Noy says that Noy disappeared in January 1992 after a long battle with alcohol and drug addictions. He's presumed dead and a memorial service was held in his honour in Perth in December 1995. And that's those two bits of information are the only things that really existed about Todd Noy online. 
um, except for some really weird and mysterious reviews on like uh, forums and book uh, recommendation websites, Goodreads, those kind of things. Yeah. So he picks this up. Him and his friend decide they're going to find Todd Noy. And that's essentially the basis for this, for this podcast. It's a journey. It's very, it's very much in the vein of like S town or uh, missing Richard Simmons or something like that. When you've got this central mystery at the very beginning, which is posed. And then you follow these two guys on, on their journey. I think for me, where it, the, where it differs compared to those podcasts is not in quality because it's incredibly slick and well produced, but it's it's very 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 funny. These two guys are just very likable, and they're also not investigative journalists, which I think is a crucial component to this okay. because they're not very good at it. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot a lot of the podcast is them just like googling things because they 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 treat investigative journalism in the way that I would treat investigative journalism, <laughs> which is like. I don't know, just Google it, I guess. Or uh, they make a few phone calls. Like you, you, they stumble along this, this journey and it's they're, the way they do it is very enjoyable. There's one particular moment early on, which I won't spoil, but it's um, Alexi goes to interview somebody and decides that he should wear a wiretap for some reason. Um, and the, the way that that un- unfolds is just one of the funniest bits of podcasting I've heard in, in, in years. It had me absolutely in stitches. Uh, so I, I just absolutely highly recommend this thing. I've, I'm, I've been raving about it. Also, the music, sorry, the soundtrack to this show alone is kind of inspired uh, by that awesome Rocky IV uh, synth score by Sly Stallone's brother. Uh, uh, and okay. it, it's a treat in itself. Very nice. Okay. Well, I'm intrigued. I, I think I remember uh, some hype. Uh, around this where, when it was released, but I uh, haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. Do, uh, can you remember how you discovered it? Was it recommended to you or did you just... I came across it actually um, on, it was one of those, you know, end of 2019, uh, okay. we were all reading those uh, best of the best of the year and best of the decade lists. And then one best of the decade list for podcasting I came across had this on it. And I'm like, what is that? Uh, and that was enough of a recommendation to push me over the edge. And and I kind of agree. It is one of the best podcasts I listened to last decade. Great. And uh, you said that you just listened to it over the course of a week. I mean, obviously that means there's there's a finite number of episodes, right? The story is told within however many episodes. Yes, I think there's only. Uh, I might be wrong. I think there's only eight episodes, no more than ten. It's very digestible. It's a bit. It's an easy binge. Um, and it has a very satisfying resolution, I will say, because a lot of, you know, and if so that's a concern for people who go into a mystery podcast with sort of uh, the, you know, the famous serial example of not, not having the, that sort of closed book. Yes. On it. You will get a very, you will get a very satisfying closed book re- resolution at the end of this podcast. So stick with it. That is good to know. Yeah, I think, I think that's often the case with some of these uh the, the longer particularly when it's true crime or something like that it's such an incredible start you get all the details laid out and then unfortunately things just don't come to the conclusion that you might want or expect if it was something that had been written perhaps but yeah okay very interesting well thank you very much for that dave thanks adam There you go. Thank you ever so much, Dave. Go and check out the Cinemile, and also why not check out his recommendation, the Finding Drago podcast. Okay, we have come to the end of episode 36. But before I let you go, just to remind you, you can follow us on all the social media platforms. Just search at Pod Bible. If you haven't ever seen the actual magazine, go and read it online. 
And if you like what you see and you want a nice glossy one sent to your front door, you can do all of that. You can sign up to our weekly newsletter. You can read our blog, all of which can be done at podbiblemag.com. And if there's anything else you want to tell us about, drop us an email. Info at podbiblemag.com. That's us done. Okay, have a lovely week. Thanks ever so much for listening, and we'll be back next week. Thank you. Bye-bye.